0: Good morning, good morning. Ain't it a great morning outside? I mean, it is beautiful. Welcome to our party, though. This is Mississippi Public Broadcasting Weekly Garden Party. We call the Gestalt Gardener, and I'm your host, horticulturist Fella Rushing. Our producer is the awesome Java Chapman. We're gonna have fun for the next hour or so. Coming up in today's first week of March broadcast, I'm going to call it the wildflower slash weed broadcast. I'm going to give you a heads up on some stuff you can do in your garden, uh, share a few emails and uh, some cheesy music, of course. Um, and we're going to be live. It's a call-in program, so if you want to talk about gardening, I don't sell anything. It doesn't matter to me what you do or don't do. We're going to get to the bottom of it and have some fun at the same time. So sit back, folks. It's a live program. Join us as we take a few minutes of news before starting this informal party we call The Gastart Garden here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit MPBOnline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
0: Okie folks, welcome back. Horticulture's to Rushing, and we're going to be talking about gardening. You want to give us a call? Let's see if I can find these controls. Pretty noisy in here. I don't have how to turn this thing down. Oh, well, I'm going to have to talk. <laughs> it sounds like I'm yelling. Am I yelling? Java, am I yelling? <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about guarding for the next a little while, and again, it's toll free if you want to give me a call. One eight seven seven M P B ring. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, right now, and. Uh, People are starting to have events next week. I'm going to be doing a thing down in in, uh, East L.A., eastern lower Alabama. I'm going to be at Foley at the Civic Center. The library and the Master Gardeners and a couple of garden clubs are sponsoring having me down there at the Civic Center in Foley. Starting at 6 o'clock next Thursday evening. So if you want to uh, give the uh, library a call, make sure there's plenty of seats. I think there are. Civic Center is a big place, but last time I was down there, there's a huge crowd of people who normally don't get together with other folks. I don't mean master gardeners and garden clubs and plant society folks, but a lot of folks who just really like to garden on their own. And they don't necessarily feel like dressing up and, you know, joining and paying dues and, you know, doing civic response. They're just gardeners. So I hope to see some of y'all there. Again, that's going to be at the Foley Civic Auditorium, Foley, Alabama, Thursday night, March the 6th. I think it's the sixth, and uh, starting at six o'clock in the evening, going to go till oh seven thirty eight till ever till people start deciding they got to go home. But I'll be back here in the studio the next morning talking about gardening. Anyway, for the next little while, if you want to give us a call, 1877 MPB ring. I got some emails to share with you. We're going to do that after a while. Got a couple of announcements, other things that are coming up. Uh, and also some observations of what's going on cuz it's crazy out there right now. We're a month early for a lot of stuff. Uh, in central Mississippi, central Alabama, the border between Louisiana and South Arkansas, everything is in full bloom. Uh, it was blooming last week further south. Next week is headed your way, but this is This and next week are probably going to be the peak of spring color when you have an overlap of winter stuff like camellias and summer stuff like roses. You know, winter camellias, spring azaleas, summer roses all blooming at the same time. Wow. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but uh, before we get too further along, let's go to Handysburg and talk with Renee. Good morning, Renee. How are you?
2: I'm good. My question is, um, you see, the seeds I'm wanting to order
0: seeds, but they say heirloom seeds. Yeah, and I want to know if those had GMOs. Well, well, for no, they don't. Okay, and, and that, now here's the deal: that doesn't mean they can't down the road a GMO. Um, for the good and the bad of it, uh, is sometimes passed along by the seeds, uh, but a lot of times it doesn't reproduce itself down the road. Anyway, heirloom are typically things that have been shared. Uh, they've been grown and shared uh, for, you know, more than two or three years. Matter of fact, the word heirloom comes from inherited tool, an heirloom. And uh, so anything that's passed along from seed or cuttings. Now, if you get a GMO thing that's grown from a cutting, uh, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to still be a GMO, but that can affect your garden. Anyway, unless you plan on eating it. When it comes to heirloom vegetables, I don't think there are any GMOs out there, at least not yet. Awesome. Thank you so much. Okay, appreciate it. All right, as you're talking about heirlooms, you know, I've worked with this uh, ever since Steve Bender from Southern Living and I wrote a book called Pass Along Plants back in the early uh, 1990s. Pass Along Plants uh, was, is, is still doing quite well. It's a, plant, it's a book about the kind of plants that everybody grows, but nobody buys. They get it from people who got it from somebody. Who got it. Sooner or later it came from somebody named Aunt Mamie because she's the one who got it started. Anyway, passed over the fence, between the fence, under the fence, around the fence, day or night, kind of plants that everybody shares because they're good plants. Uh, let's go down to Mobile. Hey, Louie, how are you? Or is it Louis?
3: It's uh, Louis.
0: Okay, what's up?
3: Uh, I was wondering if it's too early to put tomatoes into the ground, and also a follow-up question, are there any uh, varieties of tomatoes that you should put in the ground later uh, with the early spring that we seem to be having.
0: Yeah, Thanks. well, okay. Uh, first of all, it, it, it's it's down in early spring. We have early spring-blooming flowers. We could still get a frost. Uh, the average last, I'm not sure what it is in Mobile, but in central Mississippi, the average last frost is uh, two and a half weeks from now uh, down in Mobile. It's still a good idea to wait, and here's the reason why. Unless you're going in containers or raised beds, those tend to warm up, but the regular dirt... It's still cool. And if we get rain, which we're going to, that rain is going to be cool. And that causes problems to seedlings and roots. So better to wait until the soil warms up and the rains are going to be a little bit warmer, I'd say, towards the end of March down on the Gulf Coast, certainly the first of April in central Mississippi, central Alabama. Um, As far as good varieties, we have enough time here in the south, the lower south and the gulf south, to have two complete summer gardens back to back. Plant one uh, this month or next, harvest it, plant another one in the summertime and get a complete harvest before fall. We have two whole summer growing seasons compared to what our friends up north have. So there's no rush on it. Uh, I would plant some of the bush-type tomatoes as well as some of the vine-type. The reason why is because the vine types, when it gets real hot in the middle of the summer, they tend to drop their flowers, uh, drop their fruit or misshapen fruit because of the heat. Uh, If you plant some of the bush-types, they produce really, really well, very heavily for three or four weeks, and then they peter out. But then you're ready to plant some more. See, so you can plant uh, tomatoes, peppers, things like that continuously from late March or April right up until the first week or so in, uh, you can plant even the first week or two in August and still get tomatoes and peppers before frost. So no rush on it. Now, sitting in Mobile, let's talk to Virgil. Good morning, sir. Howdy. Hey, good morning. Howdy.
4: I have a question about uh, a Christmas cactus I, I got from my aunt, who's no longer with us, and uh-huh. I must have gotten it 10 or 12 years ago, and it's still in the same little pot that yeah. so she gave it to me. in. And, and uh, what is your advice? Because it, it, if this means anything, it didn't bloom year yeah. before last, and then it did this year it, just wonderfully. Yeah. So I wondered what I might do to it, – it's starting to – you know, look kind of small, and it drops off, you know, yeah. parts of it. And I, I wanted to rejuvenate it. So is it a good time right now? Or yeah, what?
0: well, and here's the deal. First of all, those are, uh, are tropical plants, and you can, you know, they they don't know what winter, spring, summer, fall is. You know, they grow all year, given the right conditions, warmth and, you know, light and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I repotted one last year. I'm not making this up. A friend of mine had one that was red. It was horrible. It was all stunted. And it had been in the same little pot for literally years. And I put it in the very next upsized pot. You don't want to put it in too big a pot. I loosen up the roots. Potting soil mostly gone, but I I gently loosen up the roots and I repotted it in some well-drained potting soil in the next size pot. And I gave it bright light, not full sun, but bright light, and kept it moist but not wet. A little bit of fertilizer, and within three weeks it was greened up. And a uh, month and a half later, it's in full bloom. <laughs> so anyway, the the thing is, gent- water it ahead of time, water it really, really well, and then uh, a few hours or a day or so later, after sort of soaked everything up, gently loosen up the roots and put in some some fresh potting soil in the next size pot.
3: Well, I
4: sure appreciate the
0: information. All right, thank you. Oh, and pieces break off, you can root them.
4: Oh, okay.
0: Nothing to it, Virgil.
4: Okay, well, appreciate
0: it. All righty, let's take another call down. Uh, well, Tracy is on the road. Where are you, Tracy?
5: Um, I'm just north of Grenada right now.
0: Well, close about 22 miles from baseball Okay, so you're you're okay heading on up there. You just pass Highway 7, so you're not going to Oxford.
5: No, I'm I'm actually going to Michigan. I I have to go back to Michigan, um, but I, I hope to come back soon. Well, so I,
0: I, I, I'm holding my hand up. Where are you on my hand?
5: Yeah, <laughs> I I'm at the um, the lower like around the ball of the hand. Okay. The lower, yeah, lower west um, southwest Michigan.
0: So you're, you're really in Indiana.
5: Yeah, well, okay. pretty much. It's Paw Paw, <laughs> Michigan. P
0: A W P A W. Well, okay. You know, and by the way, paw paws grow here and there. What can I help you with, Tracy?
5: I I'm wondering. I have acquired a um, sweet olive, and um, I believe it's a magnolia biscotti and a gardenia, and they're in need of trimming and um, some care, TLC, and I just wondered when can I trim that sweet olive and, and that magnolia biscotti. I know the sweet
0: olive is blooming like crazy right now. And so, so is the magnolia biscotti. It's not blooming now. I saw a few blooms last week, but it's starting to bloom now.
5: It's, it's
0: just fixing to, yeah. So, I, I, so, okay. Well, two things tell me that, that you live here. You say you've got it, and they won't grow in Michigan, and you said they're fixing to. So I know you're from the south.
5: Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I grew up here, but I've been in Michigan for a lot of years, and, yeah. and my mother my mother passed away, and she has these in her yard, but okay. They, okay. they
0: need PLC. Well, so. here, all three of those plants, if you want to, you can cut them back to where they don't have a leaf left on them, and they'll put out new growth and do fine. So you don't have to worry about pruning them too much. What I would do is I would think about cutting out the tall stuff and thinning out some of the lower stuff and letting them be almost like miniature evergreen trees. That, because, because oh. if you shear them, if you cut them back like people do hedges, they're going to put out new growth right there and they're always going to look scraggly. So if oh. you can just simply thin out some of the clutter, some of the tall stuff, um, anyway, to answer your question, I would wait until the, the gardenias bloom on new growth, so I would prune them, uh, anytime you get around when you get back. But as far as oh. the sweet olive and the, uh, uh, the magnolia Fuscata, they actually make small evergreen trees. If you can treat them, that, just remove some of the lower limbs, thin out a few of the lower branches, let them look like little small evergreen trees. You'll be done with it. Oh,
5: okay, because they're, they're huge. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send you an email. Do you open up pictures and stuff too? Sure,
0: yeah, keep them clean. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and, and by yeah. the way, when you get back, when you come back, when the new growth comes out on the gardenias, and they start to flower. If you're down here, if somebody's down down here when they're blooming, you can take the stuff that's going to grow this year that hasn't really started yet, but the new growth that comes out this year, when it starts to flower, you can take cuttings of that, four or five, six inches long, pinch the flower off, strip off all but two or three leaves, and put them in some water, and they'll have roots in three weeks, and you can grow your mama's gardenia in a pot up in Michigan.
5: Okay,
0: can I can I do that with the sweet olive? Can I? No, can I, no. They, I, they 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 root sweet olive in uh, uh, the magnolia foscata, which by the way has been renamed. And don't tell mama this, but it's it's called Michelia figo now. And I'm you know my grandmother passed away before she had to learn that. Uh, but uh, in anyway, uh they're not as easy to root, and they don't grow as well in pots. Gardenias are are classic potted plants up north. Oh yeah, but
5: I meant I meant in the ground if I wanted to put
0: some more in her yard today. You could, you could, but the problem is we root evergreen plants like that in the summertime, and unless you're here and you can keep them moist and humid and stuff like that, some plants uh, are real slow to root, and you need to kind of baby them. Gardenias are not. They'll root in three weeks in a Coca-Cola bottle of water. Okay. All but right, but if, you want, if you want to give it a try, shoot me an email and we'll take it from there. Alright, thank you very much. Okay, safe trips. I hope you stay warm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm coming back. Okay. Bye. 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 Oh, that was a flurry, wasn't it? We got time to take another before we take a break. You know. Oh, take a break. Okay. Boss man says, catch your breath, Felder. And that's what I do. I start yammering about talk. I'm what they call a mouth gardener. I talk about it more than I actually do it. There are some cool things out there right now, some wildflowers. I did see magnolia fuscata, which is now renamed michelia figo. Let's call it banana bush. Starting to bloom right now. And when they bloom, to me, that's they bloom right about the time you're supposed to take off your shoes and start walking barefoot. We're going to take a little break here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Gestalt Gardner. It's a party, folks. We're going to be back with more of your phone calls and some emails. I'm Horticulturist Rushing. Sit back. We'll be right back.
5: From the Capitol steps to your front door, MPB News covers the state like no one else. Our team of award-winning journalists keeps you informed on the news affecting your life. MPB News, online at mpbonline.org and on MPB Think Radio.
1: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand welcome
0: back folks horticulture's fellow rescue here we are in march you know it's a couple of the events in march that i like to celebrate one is spring equinox it means that uh spring and, and uh, right between winter and spring halfway between winter and summer that's going to happen also saint patrick's day and uh i spent a good bit of time in ireland and uh all over great britain and St. Patrick's the, he's a big event. We're going to be talking about all that. Uh, also, coming up in two weeks, we're going to celebrate this Sherlock Holmes weekend. We'll see if we can come up with some garden-related stuff. Uh, we've got a couple of we've got some emails to share, but I want to talk to Steve up and down in Goshen. Hey, Steve. Good morning.
6: Hey, hey, buddy. How you doing?
0: So far, so good. What's up?
6: Look, I got two questions. You know, Goshen in Jackson County. I was oh, wondering, yeah. I like. To, I've never been to one of your. Things like
0: you're having over in L.A. and stuff. I'm wondering if he might be down here saving Jackson County on the Gulf Coast. You know, I'm actually giving a talk uh, to the Beach Garden Club down in Biloxi this next week. But as far as for the public, I do quite a few things, uh, but it's always when people invite me. You know, usually master gardening groups, libraries, uh, things like that. So if you know anybody, you know, talk to the folks at the library about it. Yeah, I've been trying to
6: join the— garden
0: club here but i don't yeah don't, don't don't worry about that you don't have to join you know let's have yeah. some fun but anyway talk to the folks at the library i do a lot of library talks all over and it typically brings in people who normally don't come to the library
6: awesome i got one other question I'll let yeah you go take more of your time uh, perennials colorful and shade uh-huh you
0: got any recommendations? <laughs> yeah, there, there's quite a few. If it's real dense shade, uh, you know, down on Gaucher you have a lot more trouble growing things like hostas. A lot of people say hostas for the shade. They don't like it down that close to the coast. But you're in the area where you can grow peacock gingers. Okay? And they won't grow up in north in central Mississippi, but peacock gingers are a really good flowering ground cover for the shade. They're, and they got real pretty foliage. Um, you know, there, there's also a, a plant called hellebore. Mine are in full bloom right now. They, you know, they, they bloom in the winter and the spring. And, um, you know, there's, a, there's a handful of others that, that have real good, uh, color. But as far as flowers, most of the stuff in the shade needs more energy to make a flower. So what I would recommend would be to plant some colorful per, perennials with foliage and maybe okay flowers, but go with different textures. Grow this kind of fern and, you know what Aspidistra is? Old-fashioned, no. well, you've seen it all your life, it's called cast iron plant.
6: Oh, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You
0: know, that stuff, it won't grow the sun. but if you put some cast iron plant and a fern and a couple of other those kind of things in one area and put you a nice low, wide pot, pot you can be, maybe not even be able to put your arms around, a mm. uh, nice big one, and then plant some impatiens or some coleus or a or shade-loving uh, annual, That'll give you the spot of yeah. color and you only have to water one thing. And a big pot doesn't have to be watered as much as a little pot. And that uh, way you can create a focal point and look like you got more than you really do.
6: Yeah, I'm building another little outside garden area sitting we sit around. I got several other stuff. But that's one the second one you said have the pick uh, peacock gingers. Yeah. Hell or something? How do you spell that?
0: Helibor, B-O-R-E. H E L L E B O R E. But uh, anyway, it it also it. it, I wrote a book called Tough Plants for Florida Gardens, and I'm just I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. But if you want to shoot me an email, I can come up with four or five pretty good flowering perennials for the shade. But again, a collection of pretty good sized pots. They don't have to be watered as much as little pots, and create a focal point with your color.
6: Okay, that sounds. Yeah, I'm starting to do more stuff in pots now too. Yeah, and and
0: paint the pots. Color is color, my friend.
6: Oh, I know. I've, I've listened to you think about painting driveways and stuff, so I save old paint and yeah. all that stuff. Man, I appreciate everything. Really enjoy listening to your show. Uh, Thank you, sir. Go okay. talk
0: to the folks at the library, and we'll come down there.
6: Okay, buddy. You have a good weekend. Thank you.
0: All right. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. Let's go to Mobile. Hey, Mikey, good morning.
5: Hey, good morning. I'm going to get right to it so you can get to other people. Um, I have hollies that I have to prune. These are uh, prickly leaf hollies, uh-huh. and I like them like that. My question is: uh, Once I prune them, can I take the tips and propagate them that way? Well, also, you, can it, I dig up the ones that have volunteered
0: well, you, you
5: you and can real, This is coming from a hilly, sandy area. Okay. Will it go to a more marshy area?
0: Yeah. To answer your question, it's better to dig up the the, the small ones that are already rooted because the the hollies like. All other evergreens, they're rooted in the summertime, and it's really hard to root evergreens unless you've got high humidity. And I mean, it's possible to do that, but be a whole lot better off. Uh, unless you're pruning them in the summertime, I wouldn't try rooting them this time of year. And uh, go ahead and move some of the little suckers. They'll do a whole lot better. It's very humid. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm real familiar with down there. But anyway, that's what I would do. I would move the little small plants and let them get used to the new area. All righty. Thank you, sir. Okay, Mike. You appreciate it. John's calling from Braxton. What's up, man?
3: Hey, Felder. I've been seeing uh, wisteria everywhere. Yep. And in Star, right across from the Baptist Church and near the volunteer fire department, there's a white wisteria.
0: Yeah, that's called the Chinese wisteria. So it's a good one. It doesn't spread as fast or or as, as vigorously as the purple one. It's a different species.
3: Yeah, well, I would love to get me a little piece of it and root it, and I just I want to know if this is the time
6: of year to uh, root it and how I would do that.
0: It's getting a little late. As a general rule of thumb, most evergreens root in the summer. Most plants that drop their leaves root better in the winter. I'm not saying you can't do it, but if you're going to try to root some, it's a little bit late for rooting some of last year's growth. I would wait till they started putting out new growth um, you know, after they get through flowering when and let the new growth kind of toughen up a little bit, let's try rooting a few pieces of that. In, in other words, not when it's real tender and floppy. And, okay,
6: uh, where where on the plant
3: do I need to cut my... Uh, you know, I don't really,
0: Some Some plants put out... Uh, a lot of cuttings put out roots right at that leaf joint, but some will root up and down the stem. I don't remember about wisteria. I just don't. Um, I, I, I just, I'm just drawing a blank on it. So uh, I tell you what, I, I hate to keep saying shoot me an email, but if you do that... I can scratch my head a little bit better when I'm off the air. And I, I can right, sure. But that's called the Chinese wisteria. It's a great one. Thank you. All right. Appreciate it, John. Whew. That was a bunch of phone calls for Java. Um, I brought you in a handful of flowers. You see those flowers that dropped in there? Yeah. you. Um, and you
4: talked about them a little bit. We're going to put it on the website. Yeah. Um, what? About you know, the what, wildflowers?
0: Yeah. When I was coming in, uh, uh, Liz Gill uh, snagged me and she did a little quick uh like a 40 second video of me talking about these and she could put it on the on the podcast or whatever with the program It should be up by noon if people want to see it
4: and if you don't know it's already up on Instagram what <laughs> yeah on oh, okay. the M- on the MPB page
0: how do you get to something like that? I'm old school well that's something with the new with the kids, okay, so <laughs> if you know what Instagram is, you go to the m p b Instagram and take it from there. you know what to do from that that little bit of information
4: yeah, it's on m p b online that's the instagram at m p
0: b online okay <laughs> if you know what that is I got a little video there. I had my sunglasses on anyway, I stole some plants when I was walking w- walking up today. I got a rose you can see that red rose, and everybody knows what a rose is and it's and You know America's floral emblem and all like that, but by itself it's just a rose. But I also snagged two other little flowers that were growing. They were weeds, I guess. That nobody's got around to cutting them or spraying them. But one is a little daisy. It's got tiny little flowers, little disc, little round yellow discs, and those those uh, frilly white things. And each of those little white things is a flower. Uh, I don't know, <clears throat> you know, if if uh, if your generation did the she loves me she loves me nice, she loves me she loved you know about that.
4: Oh yeah, some things never go out of style. Okay, though.
0: okay. Well, this got a lot of those, and every one of those is individual flower, and they're little round discs um, with the little frilly things. Anyway, the other one, you see, the one that's got kind of a purple blue flower. Yeah. That's a native salvia. It's got the the flower stem is square, which is kind of unusual, but the flowers to me, if you look at them up close, it look like little orchids.
4: And I saw and you were saying in the, in the video that's like the bee goes into that little uh,
0: yeah, That's right. Canal. Yeah. That's right. Well, if you look at it really close at the top of the hole where where a honey where a hummingbird sticks his head in at the very top of the hole is a little tiny thing hanging down and it's got pollen on it. And when the hummingbird sticks his head in that tube, he puts a dab of pollen on the top of his head. And when he goes to the next flower, that's how the pollen gets spread.
4: Nice.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's kind of kinky if you ask me.
4: <laughs> well, yeah, that's pollination.
0: <laughs> yeah, but between the rose, the big, bold rose, the, the round, frilly bit of, the, uh, of the, the wild daisy, and those spikes of those salvia, the uh, orchid-looking salvias, that's a nice little floral bouquet. It is, and like you say, you never even pay attention to "quote unquote" weeds
4: or wildflowers, but till you look at them up close. There you go; it make and it look make it look nice.
0: Yep, and that little salve, that little tiny little dot thing on the top of his head. <laughs> Kind of creepy. Hey, uh, we don't, you want to do the music or you want to do some e- come, uh, emails after the music or what? How you want to have that, boss? Emails after the music. Let's do it. Okay. Well, we got plenty of stuff to talk about, folks. We're going to take a little bit of a break and listen to some cheery music. So cheerful that it made Java laugh out loud. It took, took you back when you were seven years old. Ain't it a beautiful day? We'll be right back. Horticulture's Fellow Rushing here on Mississippi Public Broadcasting, the Gestalt Gardener. Thanks.
7: Is satisfaction. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. Wonderful feeling, wonderful day. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity yay. My, oh my, what a wonderful day. Many sunshine head my way. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity yay. I'm just a bluebird on my shoulder. It's the truth, it's actual. Everything is satisfaction, wonderful feeling, wonderful day.
6: Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now, with any podcast app. You can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. You've got
0: mail.
5: Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. You've got mail.
0: Yes, I do. I've got mail. I got a bunch of emails this past week, and I've caught up on all of them. I think I caught up on all of them, and I want to share a handful of them with you because they're they're pretty universally um, uh, applicable, but here's here's a bad one. You know, a lot of people realize that they know that I don't mind using Roundup on poison ivy and stuff like that. It doesn't cause serious environmental problems. I'm not talking about agribusiness. I'm talking about in your home garden. But this guy said, okay, since I had about five gallons of concentrated Roundup left over, about six weeks ago I mixed them up and sprayed the front lawn to get rid of weeds, assuming the Bermuda was still dormant wouldn't be affected. It appears I was wrong. Yeah. You don't use Roundup on the lawn. There is a brand Roundup lawn weed killer that's not really Roundup, but it says carefully on the directions, don't use it on St. Augustine or Centipede because it'll kill it. Bermuda grass and any other green plant absorbs Roundup, and it kills the roots and all if it's green. Not tree roots, not tree trunks, not something next door, but um, anyway, never use Roundup on the lawn. Bad, bad, bad. Uh, Here's one. Uh, Jed, I want to know how to get rid of uh, Chinese tallow coming up here with these trees. Um, I think they're pretty trees, great fall colors, and the birds like the flowers and all that, but uh, if you've got them, the only thing you can do is pull them up or cut them down. And if you cut them down flush with the ground, here's where Roundup does help. When they sprout back out, brush the f- new foliage with Roundup and it'll kill it, roots and all. But cutting and pulling, all the way to get rid of Chinese tallow. Uh, here's one um, from Barbara, and she said, I planted a Star Magnolia a couple of years ago. It's about three feet by three feet, not in a good place too big uh it's already bloomed when can i move it if you're gonna move plants folks i moved some nandinas day before yesterday Uh, i go ahead and do it this weekend and if you're gonna move a plant let's cut it back a little bit to take some of the stress off the roots because you're cutting some of the roots leaving them behind but if you're gonna move plants we're sort of at the end of the time when you can safely move them once they get new growth on there that new growth really is almost directly connected to the tips of the roots and you're gonna be leaving those behind when you move plants uh, here's one, um, and this is a, this is a kind of poignant. One I, I wanted to up oh, no, before I get to that one, fellow named uh, Edward Gibson uh, down in Bay St. Louis wants to know how to keep stink bugs out of his tomatoes. Uh, there's no way to keep them out. They're going to come just like aphids and mosquitoes and hummingbirds and everything else. And unfortunately, we don't have any sprays that will prevent insects from causing problems. You have to wait until the insects show up. Because the sprays we have these days don't last very long. So when the stink bugs first start showing up, while they're still small, you can control them very easily, including with an all-natural material called pyrethrin. Pyrethrin is made from chrysanthemum flowers. But pyrethrin will control stink bugs like not much else will. Got to wait till they show up. And I would spray late in the day after the bees have gone in, by morning... Everything's fine. Uh, he also said that his uh, that his his neighbor mixes a lot of lime in with his tomatoes. Doesn't take a lot of lime. Tomatoes like calcium, and uh, if you have an acidic soil or don't have much calcium in your soil, if you put a a tablespoon or so of, of lime or a scan handful around each plant and work it in, that provides a calcium that tomatoes and peppers need to prevent blossom end rot. doesn't take a lot, though. A tablespoon is more than enough. It's a whole lot more than farmers use. And then this last one, this is a kind of poignant one, and I want to share it because I I think it's very interesting. And Java, you're not going to hear this anywhere but here on Think Radio.
4: Yeah, that's (laughs) the type of people that we have. You uh, just read
0: it. Yeah, uh, he said. Uh, this is Diana Biloxi. She said, "I've wanted oleanders for years, but I didn't plant any due to my dog's habit of chewing on plants because oleanders are poisonous." He recently departed. I'm so sorry. And I would like to plant three oleanders and include his cremated ashes mixed with the dirt. And I'm, I'm not laughing. This is the, this is very important. She couldn't have oleanders because her dog kept chewing on them because it would kill him. Kill the dog. Well, now the dog's died. She wants to plant his ashes around some oleander.
4: <laughs> and if you can find comedy in anything, there it is.
0: Yeah, it's it's not funny. It's humorous, so, though. You know, it's ironic. Let's there put it go. that way. Uh, but anyway, she did some online reading and seeing the soil needs to be amended so the ashes don't kill the plants. And there's a product that you can do that. What do you need to do? Here's the deal. And I'm not trying to get macabre or anything like that. Uh, but cremains which I actually did a little research on some years ago, not making this up, have got a, um, let me see, here we go. Uh, it's not as dire as people think really. Um, the cremains are more sodium than anything. Think salt. You don't want to pile salt up around plants cause it'll kill them. It's got some phosphorus, some potassium, got some calcium, but the sodium in there is like pouring salt around plants, which can kill them. Uh, Luckily, oleanders grow right on the coast. They'll take salt spray. Oleander don't mind salt. But just to be on the safe side, it, if you've got some cremains, you've got your pet or, or your sweetheart or whatever, you want to get rid of some, you know, you want to do something loving like spread, you know, Aint Mamie around her rose bushes, spread them, don't pile them. And if you can mix it in with the dirt, mix it in with the soil, it's no problem at all. So I wouldn't worry about that. They are very Alkaline, sort of like tree ashes, uh, so I wouldn't put around azaleas or acid-loving blueberries. But in general, it's a slow process. Uh, if you, because it's concentrated, like salt or lime or fertilized dog urine, whatever, um, that's what causes the problem. The trick is to simply spread them out, mix them with the dirt. With the dirt, don't worry about it. Dig the dirt a shovel's deep, spread your sweet puppies, cream the whole area, add a little bark, dig it together, and plant those oleanders like you've always wanted to, and enjoy your dog enjoying the oleanders. Sounds kind of creepy, but I think it's sweet. I think it's real, real sweet, and I appreciate your, your sharing that. Uh, before we go to some phone calls, let me uh, mention again, I'm going to be in the public, uh, the, excuse me, the, the Foley um, Civic Center in Foley, Alabama, this coming Thursday, March the 9th. 6 to 8 p.m. I said March 6th or Thursday, March ninth, from 6 o'clock to 8. It's free. Call the Foley Library to make sure there's plenty of seats left. But it's sponsored by the Magnolia Springs, uh, uh, excuse me, the Baldwin County Master Gardeners, Magnolia Springs Garden Club, and the Foley Garden Club. Looking forward to seeing some of y'all in Foley, Alabama, at the Civic Center this coming Thursday night. Starting at 6, get there a little bit early. I'm going to have my pickup truck to get all the stuff growing in the back of it. So uh, that'll be a whole lot of fun. We're going to whoop it up, folks. Now if you got some emails you want to share uh, anything with us, got some events coming up or uh, have questions about garden, shoot us an email here, garden at mpbonline dot org. Let's get back to the phones because that's what we're here for. Andy's calling from Jackson. Good morning, Nanny. Howdy.
2: Hi, how you
0: doing? Fine, thanks for holding on. What's up?
2: I need to know can I root a knockout plant?
0: Uh roses, sure, uh, you know most of the ones you buy are being grafted because it's quicker that way for commercial production but but uh roses root fairly easily, most people, including me, root roses in the winter time, and yours are in bloom right now, so if you want to wait a little bit until the new growth till the get through t- till the new growth comes out and kind of toughens up a little bit, uh we're talking about you know eight, May or June or so, sometimes they'll root pretty good there. Otherwise, let's wait until the next November, December, January to root some.
2: Okay. Is there a certain amount of depth that I need
0: on there? I've, I've rooted, I do not know how many hundreds of roses i rooted, and typically uh, I get a piece that's, uh, you know, not the very tip end of a branch and not the big old thick stuff, but let's say whatever grows this year from where it starts and to where it ends, somewhere in the middle of that, it's going to be, you know, not much bigger around than a pencil. And I would root a piece of six or eight inches long and stick it about halfway in some pretty good potting soil. Or stick it in the ground between some regular flowers and taking care of the flowers takes care of the rose cutting too.
2: Okay, okay. I will do that. A friend of Will, I call her a friend now. I met her we <laughs> at the thrift stores back and forth. Uh-huh. She gave some roses uh, from her garden. Uh, she took the old barn here in Jackson where they used to keep the horses right. downtown, uh-huh. and and she bought that property, and, and around that property, she got a lot of roses.
5: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: she gave me some clippings one year, and I just stuck them in the ground. I had no idea what was going to come up, and man, I got roses every place, but then I bought me some knockouts, <laughs> and I was wondering, because I tried it before, and it didn't work, and I was wondering...
0: What do I need to do? It has to do almost entirely with the time of the year. Because when they're real tender and floppy and blooming, they don't root as well. When it's hot and dry, they don't root as well. And most people who root roses commercially do it in the wintertime. But again, in the late spring, when the new growth kind of toughening up a little bit, that can root right. too. Okay.
2: Thank you so much. i okay. enjoyed listening to the show. Well,
0: Annie, appreciate you being part of it. And I'd love to see some of your roses sometime. If you'll send me an email, I want to see the rose around the old the old, the old barn. I'd like to see that.
2: You got to see that and she don't mind showing you her garden. She got all sorts of plants. And I couldn't believe that she got different American heric blooms. I don't know all the days up till, But look, that one stem I put in the in, the, in the, just stuck it in the in the flower bed. And
0: that you didn't you didn't I, use rooting powder and all that horticulture, so if you just stuck it in the dirt.
2: I just <laughs> stuck it in the dirt. And that, that spring that one little stem had the largest
0: bloom on it. I just cracked. There you go. Well, listen, you know where Greenwood Cemetery is downtown? It's just north of the capital. Uh, it's, called, it's called Greenwood Cemetery. It's just north of the capital, about a block north of the capital on West Street. The, okay, I think I what you. We've uh-huh. got we've got dozens and dozens and dozens of great heirloom roses there, and you can take all the and I helped plant them. I started that, so you can take all the cuttings there you want to. But let's wait till the, let's wait a little bit later. Okay, okay,
2: thank you so much.
0: You bet, Annie. Look forward to see. Hey, and let's let's surprise your friend. Don't okay. don't 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 tell her we're in Cahoots. Let's get together and surprise her.
2: Okay, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> I'm
0: not I, I, I'm I'm not kidding.
2: <laughs> I'm serious. She would love it. It
0: she might be listening to the show. But well, then, well, we, we're talking about another friend then. <laughs> 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 I got a scoot, Annie. Look okay. for look forward to seeing you. Thank you, sweetie. Bye. You're
6: welcome. Bye bye.
0: Okay, Bill in Jackson. Hey Bill, what's up?
6: Hey, how are you? I'm uh, fine. About two weeks ago, I overheard you say you should prune your rose bush on George Washington's birthday.
0: Yeah, and I, uh, I didn't do all mine. Like I don't take yeah. my advice.
6: Yeah, well, I didn't do mine either. and I have one big, beautiful rose bush. It has plenty of buds on the now, and some and a few roses. Should I try to prune it at this point?
0: Well, there's two. Th- First of all, it won't hurt the plant. It'll actually help the plant if you do. So from a horticulture point of view, from the plant's point of view, pruning is a good thing. It, it really will make it do better. But from a social point of view, you can get hollered at real bad if anybody sees you doing that. <laughs> so, you know, you got to weigh <laughs> horticulture and social. Yeah, i got to make sure my mom do not see me cutting those pretty flowers off. You know, I had to do the same thing. Every time I needed to do something that needed to be done, she wouldn't do it. I'd have to wait till she'd go to the store, and then I would leave for a while.
3: Absolutely.
0: You know, Absolutely. you know you know, if you're raising South, you know how to hunker down when you make mama <laughs> That's mad. Right. That's right. Try try, try this. Try this, Bill. Try prune some of the stems back, okay. you know, a pretty good bit. And then when the others finish blooming, the, the ones you prune will be putting out new growth. When they start to bloom, prune the other one. Do it twice. She might not even okay. notice. Oh, appreciate that. That's good information. <laughs> good luck, Bill. All right. <laughs> Let's go to Benton. Hey, Billy. Good morning, sir. How you doing, Dave? Fine. What's up?
3: I want to ask you something about our cottonseed meal. I know cottonseed meal is warm food, but does it all have, have any nutritional value for the plant?
0: Oh yeah, it's it's great. This uh, it's about seven percent nitrogen and one or two percent phosphorus and potash. It's a great, slow, gentle, natural source of nitrogen fertilizer.
3: Should you put it on top of the ground or mix it with the roots?
0: Well, if you know, on top of the ground, it's fine because worms will come up at night and eat it. They eat it for the protein, but then they, you know, they they convert it into worm food, which is rich in nitrogen. So if you'll scatter on top of the ground and then throw some leaves on top, worms will come up and they'll eat the cottonseed meal and the leaves and take it down around your roots and do the digging for you.
3: Okay. Well, that's what I want to know.
0: appreciate it. Okay. I want to throw this out. It's pretty strong stuff. Fifteen pounds to a thousand square feet. That's a pound and a half to a ten foot by ten foot area. That's just a good dusting. Okay.
3: appreciate
0: it. Okay, Billy. Appreciate it. bye Job, I just did some math. I did math off the top of my head. Fifteen pounds a thousand square feet is a pound and a half to a hundred square feet. I don't know what that is for a ten foot, ten foot. It's just a good dusting, though. Now, let's go to uh, Summerall. Hey, Jane, good morning. Thanks for calling. Good
2: morning, Felder. Um, I was wanting to know when is the best time to do seed potatoes. Now. Okay.
0: March. Uh, but, uh, get them and cut them ahead of time and let them kind of, they'll turn kind of gray, you know, the parts you cut. Uh-huh. And in other words, if you just cut them and drop them in the ground, they might rot if it gets rain. But if you'll cut them a few days ahead of time, and before you put them in the ground, put them outside, let them sort of cool down a little bit. And then they they should jump.
2: Awesome! Thank you so much.
0: Uh, well, I see. Did have you grown potatoes before? I'm sorry. Have you grown potatoes before?
2: Uh, it's been years, but um, I had some some little fingerling potatoes that I got from somewhere, and I was wanting to do those, so I left them in the refrigerator, and they started to bud. So I was really wanting to. <laughs>
0: Go ahead and try oh but well, they're, they're pretty small then right you may not have to yep. cut those unless you got one that's big enough it's got two different you know buds already grown on here's the deal though they grow roots the part you put in the ground you know the, the the things are sprouting out the roots grow at the base of that but the potatoes form on the stem as it grows up so plant them kind of shallow and be prepared as they grow to pile dirt and leaves and stuff like that up to the plant so there's just a few little leaves showing it and when leaves poke through, covered up again. When they poke through, covered up again so you've got a, a foot or so of stuff piled up around the plant, and that's where the potatoes grow. All
2: righty. Thank you so
0: much. All righty, appreciate it. Oh we've got some more phone calls, but we're gonna take a real, real quick break and come back with uh with the phone calls and other things. I am gonna be uh we do have some some interesting events coming up. March the thirtieth the thirtieth. It's going to be the flora plant swap, flora Mississippi, the library. Oldest continuous plant swap in the universe until somebody shows me otherwise is none other. This could be Thursday, March the 30th. I'm going to be there. Foley Public Library is sponsoring me at the uh, Civic Center in Foley this coming Thursday night. Starting at 6. Get there early because we're going to start at 6. I'll be there plenty early if you want to check out my old green pickup truck with the herbs and flowers and stuff growing in the back. We're going to take a real quick break. Come back with more of your phone calls here on the Gestalt Gardener on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. I'm horticulturist, Felder Rushing.
7: Your home for the arts and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit
1: mpbonline.org. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All
0: righty, welcome back, Horticulture Fellow Russia. I'm I'm, st- I'm still tickled. I'm I'm uh I'm, I'm not amused. It's not funny, but it, it, the, the irony in this lady who wanted to grow oleanders but couldn't do it because her dog would eat them and it would kill the dogs, and the dogs dead now, and she wants to put his cremains around oleanders. That's ironic, but I think it's real sweet. And uh, I plan on having my cremains scattered around the roses. In Greenwood Cemetery, so I hope they scatter me and don't pile me up because people say that are too salty for me. Let's go to Grand Bay. Hey, Rick. Good morning. How are you, sir?
3: Good morning, sir.
0: What's up, my man?
3: Question about worm casings. Yep. Is there a market for it?
0: Yeah, but there's also plenty of it out there on the market. Why wow, you got a whole okay, bunch of okay. it to sell?
3: Well, my guys, I got a sister down in Florida. She's uh-huh. got several beds. And she's got really brilliant idea. We're going to get rich on worm casing.
0: Well, the stuff is, uh, you know, it's it's pricey. You know, it's, it's dear. But garden centers, uh, right? You know, what I would do is I would, I would. She can have to find a place that'll buy it because it is available right, right, through right. wholesale sources already.
3: Okay, and uh, what is it? Uh, what form do you get it in? You get it in the brick or the bag.
0: Well, uh, I grow my own, but, it, you know, okay. usually, usually you see it by the bag. You know, when it comes, okay. you know, for, in garden centers, it's usually just bags. It's been screened, and, and it's kind of fluffy yeah, stuff. It's I've, like I've compost. Got,
3: I've, got a, I've designed a machine for her, uh-huh. and, you know, to process it, but she wants to make it into uh, pellets.
0: Oh, which would be fine, but, you know, all, it, basically, worm castings is manure, you know. Yeah I know. It,
3: yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's really rich in nitrogen, isn't it?
0: yeah yeah it's 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 good stuff it's some of the best you can use but uh, again you know and and you know she she can develop a market for it okay, okay. especially if she can underprice what's out there so I go well, around and see what they're selling it what's for the retail
3: line? i've never i've never even looked at it. I,
0: I don't keep track of that like I say I grow my own I've just seen it and i'm you know I'm interested in it, but I grow uh-huh. my own so I don't buy it don't know how much it sells for I
3: love you I love your show I'm not a gardener but I love trees. I love plants. I love flowers. All righty, man. I sure well, painters and stuff. And I listen to you all the time. Well, how
0: about this? Rick from Grand Bay is hereby proclaimed an honorary gardener.
3: Well, I'm a member, I'm even a member of MPB living in Alabama. How do you
0: like that? I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. And uh, let's let's talk more about the worm castings. Yeah. Yep. All right. Appreciate much. All righty. So we. I, I just anointed my first ever honorary gardener. How about that? MPB. We need to have a certificate.
4: We need to do that. We're going to work on that um, uh, from Grand
0: Bay. We're going to work on that. You know what? I've just got a good uh, Java. You don't know me well enough yet, but I can't tell a good, bad idea from a bad, good idea. But I've got an idea. We'll talk about it when we get off the air. The worst ideas are no ideas. <laughs> there you go. Thank you so much. Uh, folks, there are a lot of things going on right now. Again, we've got a plant swap coming up in Florida, Mississippi on March the 30th. It's a Thursday. Uh, Metro Master Gardeners in Jackson are having their annual plant sale and it's in April, April the 22nd. Got plenty of time to talk about that, but I'm going to be there. They have, they're propagating native and heirloom plants from their own gardeners, uh, from their own gardens. Uh, and there's some other things, but if you have a garden event you'd like me to help promote, shoot me an email. Uh, it's garden at mpb online. Dot org. Be glad to promote anything that's related to gardening. and um, That's the way that goes. I also do answer my emails. Sometimes it takes me a few days because I'm lazy or I'm gone or, 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 or I have to scratch my head and have to do a little research. But if you'll shoot me a garden question or suggestions, if you've got something you'd like to, uh, to add to the program, shoot me an email, garden at mpbonline.org. I got an email just a while ago from Hillary Sugar. She's a longtime listener. Uh, she heard me talk about me being a mouth gardener. You know, I talk about it. I don't do it. She she wrote this. She said, mouth gardeners, talk about it. Armchair gardeners, read about it. White glove gardeners, tell others what to do. Dirty fingernails gardeners, dig right in. I appreciate that. Thank you, Hillary. And uh, we're going to be talking about it here on Think Radio. But, uh, Mississippi Public Broadcasting brings us this opportunity uh, and it's brought to MPB by those of you who support the program. We'll be having the annual drive time coming up pretty soon. I hope you all uh, join our garden party because it's not just this, but we have medical stuff, computer stuff. We have, I think, about 15, what is it, Java? Was Java? Uh, it three a day or two a day?
4: It's three hours a day. Well, actually three and a half if you count uh, Mississippi Edition, which comes on at 830 every morning.
0: And this is live stuff from local people.
4: Yes, and we are one of the only um public radio stations to in, do that in the
0: country in mm-hmm. the country it's one of the few places where you have local people telling you stuff that's going on locally, and i don't sell anything. I really appreciate the opportunity as a horticulturist to be able to share stuff with you not having to share it, without having to sell anything i mean that to me that's that's the most important thing of the whole of the whole deal. Uh, the Gestalt Gardener is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Uh, we call it Think Radio. My producer is a laid back but hardworking Java Chapman. My phone greeter today has been Kevin Farrell. I'm your host, Felda Rush, I'll be thinking of all y'all as I get out to wrap up a few eyes and ends this beautiful, beautiful March weekend. Hope to see some of you uh, in Foley uh, next Thursday night at the Civic Center. And um, here's hope your garden fares well. You're staying. Cool and dry because it's warm, but this weekend is too precious to let slide. Go to a garden center, a farmer's market. Take a kid or two a field trip. See if you can find an opportunity to show others how we do best getting dirty.